up later. Rowan wished really hard that she hadn't thought of that. It wasn't his usual, not even his usual slaughter in a rage. The way he killed the people he was wearing said holy mission. And there was only one reason for him to seek that sort of extreme justice. The attack that left Rowan barely clinging to life just two months before. As for Theo's field trip, there'd be no evidence found unless Theo wanted it. If he had the presence of mind to remember to cover his tracks. Things were tense enough within the vampire nation that if he made a mistake with this little homicidal breakdown, he could be facing a big threat to his leadership. Goose flesh rose on her skin as she tuned her focus. Theo's pupils were enormous, and his gaze unfocused. His energy was tense and unsettled instead of dreamy or drunk. Rowan needed to exert iron will to get her heartbeat under control. If she got upset or he sensed she was scared, things could go sideways again instantly. At least he'd be a little slower because he was digesting, but he was fast enough to kill every one of them without breaking a sweat. Without turning around, Rowan spoke to those who were standing behind her. Send for Nadir and Enzo. Immediately. Someone else get with Dina. She'll know what to do with the human staff. More footsteps, this time retreating quickly, obeying her. Good. Theo still had his attention caught between Rowan and whatever movie was playing in his head. Rowan. What do you need? Clive Stewart, the vampire scion of North America and her boyfriend slash lover, asked. Clive was smooth, elegant and classy in his custom-tailored Savile Row suits and hand-sewn Italian loafers. The vampire had handkerchiefs on him at all times, but he could be vicious, brutal. He was powerful, strong possessive of late. And for whatever reason against the laws of nature, she found herself deeply in love with someone who by all rights should have been her enemy. We'll handle this. Warren Farley, yet another motherfucking scion clogging up her shit when she was already standing in the middle of a minefield, spoke as he inched closer. That unsettled energy began to sting as Theo made a sound low in his belly, his gaze shifting from Rowan to Warren and then back to her. It took everything she had not to run, and before a breath or two, she coursed through Rowan's veins. Power at the ready. From the corner of Rowan's eye, she caught sight of the household staff backing up slow, not attracting attention. She wished the two behind her would. If either of you gets any closer, I will personally set you on fire. Please get the hell away from here until this is stable. Rowan kept her voice soothing and melodic as she put her body between Theo and the two master vampires at her back. Clive touched her shoulder, and Theo really didn't like that.
He stepped closer. The stench of death and pain seemed to come off him in waves. The glaze had gone from his eyes. This Theo stared at Warren and Clive, sizing them up, idly thinking about ripping off arms and legs. Yanking his attention back, Rowan went to one knee, wrist out. Fata. What she'd called him the whole of her childhood, even as he'd given her lessons that sometimes gave her scars and always ended in blood. What she'd called him until she'd found out her entire life had been a lie. And the vampire who'd raised her had been the one to order her birth parents killed. Years after she'd run away and then trained to kill vampires until she became the best at it, she found herself there on one knee, the mark of service on her wrist.